You are listening to Sunday, and we're glad to welcome back to the program Dr. Mazi Rouhani, System Medical Director for JFK Hospitals Emergency Services. Welcome back, Doctor, to South Florida Sunday. Thank you for having me. We are always good to speak with you. Of course, it is summer, and of course, the weather is super hot. Kids are out of school, and the hot weather can sometimes present problems for all of us if we're outside too long and our activities are too strenuous. So uh, we want to get some tips from you to tell us a little bit about what uh, what you do over at the JFK Emergency Services to help people who are suffering from the heat. Absolutely. Uh, so I am actually the System Medical Director for Emergency Services at JFK, which basically um, I oversee four emergency departments in Palm Beach County. Uh, so it's JFK Freestandings at Boynton Beach and Palm Beach Gardens, as well as JFK Maine and JFK North. Uh, I also physically work in the emergency department here at JFK Maine, as well as JFK North. Uh, so I do see patients on a regular basis. Uh, I've been practicing emergency medicine uh, since 2002 in um, in the Tri-County area between Broward, uh, Dade, and Palm Beach County, and uh, have been in administration for many years, as well as, uh, again, seeing patients in the emergency department and treating them. So this extreme heat can cause a number of different issues. Can you tell us what some folks are suffering from? What are you seeing there over at the JFK? Yeah, the, this time of the year, the most common thing we see is obviously heat exhaustion, uh, which is basically uh, patients that are working outside either because of their job uh, or are exercising outside. And this this extreme heat uh, puts uh, a lot of us at a, a very peculiar place. Uh, you know, your your heart works extremely hard to uh, push blood flow around, and uh, when you are working out in uh, in high heat situation. Uh, what happens is that your heart has to work overtime, and so uh, that that puts a lot of stress on the heart. And for patients that have cardiac disease and or are overweight or take certain medications, you know they're at risk of uh, heat exhaustion or heat stroke even. Yes, we do hear the term heat stroke uh, very often this time of year. What is the difference between what we normally would call a stroke and heat stroke? Yeah, I think it's the heat stroke itself is probably a misnomer. I think the word stroke was used in the, in the case of heat stroke because the patients that are suffering from heat stroke uh, not only have a very high temperature about, above 140 degrees Fahrenheit, but have altered mental status. Uh, so in that, that's probably why the word stroke was used. You know, a, a regular kind of stroke, which is a neurologic condition, happens when there's a lack of blood flow to the brain, and that can happen usually from a clot or sometimes from bleeding from an artery or a vein in the brain, uh, which can cause the brain cells to die, and that's, that's what a stroke is. Heat stroke, again, is, is related to an elevated temperature uh, above 104 degrees, and then patients having altered mental status, headache, dizziness, etc. And how would someone know that they are suffering heat stroke as opposed to just being overheated and in need of uh, some water? Yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult actually. And then as as we work outside in these extreme temperatures, it's sometimes very difficult to differentiate. And there's a spectrum. So heat exhaustion is basically when you're you know doing something in the heat and you develop a headache, you feel dizzy and weak, and your school you know your skin may be cool and moist. 
In these cases, you know, if, if that's what you're experiencing, you need to get out of that hot weather. You need to use a cool cloth to, to cool yourself. And uh, if, if those symptoms like the headache, dizziness, and weakness, if they don't improve within about an hour, you should probably seek medical attention. If, if you don't, then that the spectrum is that you then will progress into heat stroke, which, you know, your skin gets flushed and hot and dry and the headache gets worse, and then you develop confusion. You may have vomiting, and that confusion and altered mental status can also uh, make us not not make the, the correct decision. So it's important uh, that we we get out of the heat early on if we could, and uh, hopefully there's someone also with us if we're outside uh, so they, they can call 911 if needed. And what are some of the best ways that folks can prevent heat stroke or avoid heat stroke, I guess would be a better term? Yeah. I mean, uh, avoiding this, this hot, you know, the hot weather uh, outside is key. Obviously, you know, the people that work out outside, you know, uh, between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. is probably the worst time you can do anything outside. Uh, drink plenty of, of water. Definitely, you know, prehydrate if you're going to work out. Avoid alcohol, uh, which obviously can dehydrate you. Uh, if you eat a very heavy meal and then you're outside working, you're going to put yourself at risk as well because heavy meals will kind of make your blood pool towards your digestive system, which then increases your body temperature overall. If you're going to work outside or do something outside, you got to try to stay, you know, keep, keep cool, which means, you know, maybe have a fan nearby, wear loose uh, and, and lightweight clothing. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, taking medications that affect your heart rate and your blood pressure. Uh, those things would also um, kind of not let your heart do what it needs to do when you're outside in the heat and can put you at higher risk of heat stroke or heat-related injuries. And one of the other dangers we face often here in the South Florida area throughout the year, but particularly during the summer when kids are away from school, are swimming dangers, and we need to address those as well. Any tips for staying safe, whether it's in a pool or at the beach? Yeah, you, as you said, it. It's, uh, this is a time of the year where we see an increased number of drownings and near drownings, especially in the pediatric population. Uh, so, yes, definitely, if you're going to go on a boat, wearing a life jacket is very important. So uh, life jackets are, are basically estimating to save uh, at least one in two drownings. So, and, uh, and we have to be consistent with it. When we go on a boat, everyone should put one of those life jackets on. If you're going swimming in the pool or in the ocean, we recommend that you don't swim alone. Always have an adult, obviously, if there's a kid swimming, um, and uh, maybe swim with a buddy. Um, take some breaks if you're swimming for long distances, especially if you're going to swim in the ocean, the rip currents, etc., that can put you at a very high risk of drowning as well. And if you get tired, obviously take some breaks. Uh, again, the pool area needs to be secured for our, our youngsters that are crawling about, uh, you know, having fences and alarms, etc. prevents uh, many children's lives uh, during the summer. Um, you know, and this time of the year, everybody's kind of heading to the beach. If you head to the beach, you see some flags like yellow and red ones. I think you need to pay attention to those uh, because uh, it's telling you about the water hazard. And, and if, if you see those flags up, I would say maybe skip the swimming and just kind of uh, play on the beach and, and uh, come back another day. You mentioned it's always a good idea to swim with a buddy or to have an adult nearby. Sometimes it is difficult for folks on dry land to 
tell the difference between someone who's just splashing around having a good time in the water and someone who is in distress, correct? Uh, that's absolutely correct. It could be because of distance or noise. Uh, it, it could be very difficult to, to, to figure out if someone is struggling or not. Uh, it's important to, when you're looking at someone that's swimming away from you, it's, it's important to kind of watch their movements. If they're bobbing up and down in the water and not really moving forward or making any progress, uh, that's a concerning sign that the, the person is struggling. Uh, or someone who kind of keeps their head very low in the water or kind of like staring up at the sky. Uh, you know, you, you, I would always ask, hey, are you okay or you need help? Um, you know, obviously if they're not responding and you're talking to them, that's probably the time to call 911. Or I, I wouldn't uh, try to jump in and, and try to save someone. A lot of times that causes uh, another drowning or two people drowning. I would call 911 or try to find something that you can hand to them to, to kind of grab onto, like a noodle or a flotation device to pull them closer. And tell us a little bit about hands-only CPR and about this uh, uh, several different songs that you can use to help get the timing correct. Yeah, so we, we have found over the years that, uh, you know, bystander CPR saves lives, and uh, we see that circulation has become even more important than, than the breathing part when someone has cardiac arrest. Uh, so when, uh, you, you know, someone is drowning or you pull them out of the water and then and they require a CPR, we've found that we need to push hard and we need to push fast. And, and so kind of to help people uh, kind of know the number of beats that they need to be pushing down, uh, certain songs have a certain number of beats per minute, and, and those, that number is somewhere between 100 and 120. And so we recommend uh, kind of doing your, your CPR uh, to those songs like Staying Alive. Uh, there are also other ones like Don't Drop the Beat. Um, and so uh, there, uh, the American Heart Association actually has uh, the, the, a, a Spotify list that can give you these songs, but the, the key is pushing hard and pushing fast and getting about 100 to 120 beats per minute. Excellent. And getting back to the uh, heat factor here for uh, folks here in South Florida during the summer, uh, the, the, the key word, I guess, would be hydrate. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hydrate as much as you can. And key is actually hydrating before you go outside, so prehydration. Um, you know, again, like I said, your heart works uh, a lot harder in hot weather. Um, and so you have to have enough volume in your vessels uh, to kind of help your heart. Um, and uh, when you're going outside, uh, take breaks, drink water if you're outside uh, throughout the day. Um, and, uh, you know, replacing those bread beverages like sodas and um, uh, other soft drinks with water is really, really important as well to be hydrated. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because how many times have you heard somebody say, boy, it's really hot, I need a beer? Uh, and that's not really the, the way to go, is it? No, I mean, you know, caffeinated drinks as well as alcoholic uh, beverages uh, actually dehydrate you. Um, so that, that's definitely not the way to hydrate uh, if you're going to be outside. Well, Dr. Rouhani, it's good to, sp to speak with you again. Always good to talk with you, and thanks for getting us up to date on the latest safety measures for us so we can enjoy our summer safely here in South Florida. Is there a way that folks can get additional information or access some of the information they've heard us discuss today? 
Uh, I believe uh, that um, the American Heart Association has great links uh, about summer safety and, and uh, heat exhaustion and heat stroke. So I would look at uh, look at those websites the, uh, for American Heart Association uh, to find as much information as they can. Well, thanks so much, and thank you again for being our guest here on South Florida Sunday. Thank you, Ron, and thanks for having me. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.